This is Canvas, a show all about iPad productivity. My name is Fraser Spears, and I'm joined again by Federico Vitici. Hey, Fraser, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm busy, mm-hmm. uh, as always, with iOS 11. I'm actually, yep. you know, at a pretty good stage right now, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so How's that all going? Yeah, I'm... I'm uh, more than halfway through, I would say, with my review. Oh, that's not bad. So yeah. that that's that's not mm-hmm. bad this time. Uh, and of course, as I say this, I'm probably gonna end up <laughs> rewriting a <laughs> bunch of stuff. <laughs> I hope yeah. not, but uh, you know, we'll see. We're still at beta three. Uh, usually mm-hmm. by beta four, things are pretty much locked down. Uh, yeah. You know, design wise and feature wise. So we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people keep saying to me on Twitter, oh, it's just a beta, don't yeah. be swapped tight about the problems. And I'm like, do you know how betas work? I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, your bugs your bugs are going to get fixed, but, you know, the, the fundamental design of that system is basically locked. You know, there's not, nobody's going to rewrite home screen between now and August. I mean, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, so, I think uh, most of the yeah. people who say it's a beta, they mostly do as a sort of as an excuse to disagree with you. Like it's the, it's the perfect <laughs> yeah. disagreement uh, material. Like it's a beta. So, you know, I have nothing yeah, else to say. <laughs> it's kind of like when it, it's the software version of when people say, oh, it's not for you about hardware. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yeah, well. It's a beta. <laughs> well, betas must come from somewhere. <laughs> like <laughs> the, at, what magic point software can, tree. Yeah. at what point can we, can we send feedback? I don't know. It's a beta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just happens. <laughs> well, you, you got to send your feedback and you got to take what comes, I guess. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So today we are fi- we're going to um, fulfill a promise we made uh, probably <laughs> five shows ago. We seriously <laughs> apologize for promising something and <laughs> not delivering it. So I think we're going to fix that by never promising anything ever again. <laughs> um, but this is the show about mind mapping, which is, is in some ways the companion show to uh, Canvas episode 35, which was the show we did about outlining. So we, we sort of conceived of the outlining and mind mapping shows as kind of two halves of one. So this is like a, a widely split series of shows. Uh, so we apologize for iOS 11 and WWDC getting in the way. But we are back now and we're going to take a talk today about mind mapping, Federico. And I know this is a technique that you particularly like with uh, doing the reviews and so on. That's something mm-hmm. that you're into. Yeah. Yeah, mind mapping as, uh, you know, um, I've been doing some forms of mind mapping since I was in high school, probably even before in middle school. And I used to call them conceptual maps and some people call them that way, but really the idea is the same. Uh, I, I, I think I, I sort of, I'm somewhere in the middle here because of, you know, of these guidelines that you're going to talk about in a moment. Uh, and I sort of, do also my own guidelines that don't necessarily follow the official model of mind mapping. And that's the beautiful thing that, you know, you can customize it, you can make your own and you can make maps that even if they sort of, uh, they don't follow the rules, the official rules of the, this idea, uh, if it works better for you, you're free to customize, you're free to add colors, images, whatever. That's what I like about my map, my maps. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course, in education, you know, where I work, there's mind mapping is like everywhere, you know, yeah. and it's one of these things that teachers are like, well, go away and study something and make notes. And then if you don't like making notes, make a mind map and, that, and that's it. Um, and of course, you know, I was having a look at the history of mind mapping on, on Wikipedia. And one of the things uh, there's there's an idea of information being drawn as trees that goes back, you know, thousands of years to 
quite ancient documents. Uh, but the, the term mind map, uh, trademark probably, uh, was a technique that was certainly popularized, certainly not invented, but popularized by a guy called Tony Buzan in the sort of 1970s, I think, in the UK. He had a TV mm. show and so on. Um, and it was the kind of thing that was, it was a sort of, almost like a sort of self-help technique for a while. Uh, there was a kind of craze for it. And of course, the technique has endured, um, mostly through the efforts of teachers trying to get students to study something. Uh, but there are certain parts to making a mind map that are pretty useful to think about. And I thought I would just do this little bit, Federico, and then you can dive into the, the apps that we are interested in in this show. But the basic idea of a mind map is to uh, lay out information visually in such a way that concepts that are related sort of branch off from one another. Mm -hmm. So you go from uh, the center of a blank page and then using an image or a picture for what you call the central idea. So I, I don't know if you were studying like iPad, let's say you would put a picture of an iPad in the middle <laughs> and then you would have branches coming off from this picture of an iPad and you would talk about the hardware and then the hardware would split off into different generations. You'd have the original iPad and the iPad 2 and the iPad Air and so on. And then each one of those would branch off into information about each one of those uh, particular hardware ones. And then you'd have another branch for the software. And you'd have a branch for, I don't know, marketing perhaps. And you'd have connections to different marketing strategies that have been tried for the iPad and so on. So it's an idea where you have a central theme and then you branch out in lots of different directions. And the idea is that this is supposed to uh, sort of mirror the way the mind organizes information in a kind of association manner, if you like. Uh, the, another idea is to use colors throughout. So coloring in different branches is a fundamental uh, technique of mind mapping. And they should all be sort of connected together. But the idea is to make the branches curved um, to sort of mix up the ideas a little bit and make it not quite as rigid as a as like a hierarchy or an outline that you would uh, maybe write on a computer. And then one of the, the techniques that's used there is when you have these branches, you uh, write the, con the concept that that branch represents along the line. So you use the color and you use maybe one keyword per line. So you would have hardware and software and marketing in my iPad example and making it very visual, lots of images, you know, in the days when we did it on paper, we, you would maybe sketch on it or draw, uh, use draw little icons for yourself and things like that, all the way through. And that was that's basically the idea of mind mapping. And uh, the the probably the most common experience of of all school pupils everywhere is to run out of space on the paper in one direction, uh, because or you know the desire to use a much bigger piece of paper so you don't run out of paper and so on. And of course, computers can can help us with a lot of that stuff. Now, in terms of educationally, like how useful is a mind map? Well, I think you know your experience is probably the same, Federico. Some people really get on very well with it. Other people, it kind of leaves them cold. You know, yeah. it's not a, it's not a technique that I personally use very much. I've certainly explored some of the apps you're talking about today, but it's not something that I have really um, heavily gone into. I've used it once or twice, and I've certainly played with uh, going from outlines to mind maps. There is some research uh, that suggests that mind maps can be slightly effective for certain kinds of pupils, uh, but the, there's a, still a lot of debate about whether or not the, the technique is mm -hmm. significantly better than other techniques or if it's just the variety that sometimes helps people get along with the, with the technique that they're doing. 
It's one of those things like uh, that people seem to either hate it, like they they think it's useless, or they absolutely yeah. love it. And it's not like like a note taking app that kind of falls somewhere in the middle. And people are like, "Yep, I can see that's kind of useful." You know, uh, there's people mm-hmm. who like notes, people who like Bear, and other note taking apps. Uh, it's so it's polarizing, really. Uh, the people who love outliners and they have their own reasons, and there's folks like me who love mind maps. The, and really, they, both the outliner and the mind mapping app, they come from a similar foundation, I think. Um, and I guess it, it sort of it depends on how your brain is wired uh, and the way that you visualize information when you think about it. And so I've always been trained, I guess, or maybe it's just you know just a force of habit. I don't know, but. Uh, uh, I, I tend to visualize ideas as, uh, you know, groups, uh, like, uh, you know, like a tree that, you know, and spans in different directions and, and things are connected. And I think of that sort of like a puzzle to piece back together. I don't know, but I, I appreciate the, the canvas <laughs> structure of a mind map, whereas the outliner, it ju- it, even if it's more precise as an approach like it's a list it's vertical it's it doesn't go sideways it's simple but it makes me feel lost when i have a long outline in a way that a mind map doesn't make me feel i don't i and i don't know how to explain it just one of those things that it's so visually satisfying for me when i look at a mind map and when i look at a long outline i'm like okay what i'm supposed to look now (laughs) you know (laughs) So would you, if you were building a mind map, would you start with the mind map tool and go from a blank one and just build it out that way? So I used to always create a blank map. Um, Start from the center, uh, usually put in an image or a screenshot or an icon just, you know, to sort of have a a starting point. But lately, um, I guess I still start from from a blank map, but I generally do from a template because I have this style that I like to see on the screen, uh, this sort of angled, uh, wireframey look, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. where there's no curves and everything's pretty square with you know sharp angles and uh, uses um, uh, an, uh, a structure that goes from the top right and to the bottom right, and then starts again from the top left to the bottom left, um, and you know, uses rainbow colors and no matter the app that I use, whether it's, you know, MindNote or iThoughts, I always try to use this color scheme because it gives me a lot of variety in the colors that I can assign to each topic. And so when each topic can stand out visually with a different color, it helps me to first remember the position on in the map, but also to, when I glance at the map quickly, I can identify topics by color and so i build this mental association between the topic its color its position on the page and uh using the using the template uh it's it's really helping me out because otherwise i would you know every single time i would go into the inspector of a map and override the default style and that's a huge waste of time yeah, so these are some of the, the features of a, a digital um, mind mapping program yes. that can be pretty useful. You know, uh, you don't run out of space. You can have as many colors as you want. You're not limited to the three or four felt tip pens that are working in the classroom that day. Um, and of course, you know, being able to drop in links, drop in images, 
uh, and use things like templates as well, different styles, different visual appearances, all of that kind of stuff. And also being able to, of course, change them all after you start is, is something that's pretty powerful as well. So these are some of the, the interesting features we're going to dig into. But Federico, I'm just going to tell you about something I like before we get started with that. All right. that's okay with you. Yes. Because this episode of Canvas is brought to you by Ministry of Supply. Every week we spend 40 hours a week working in uncomfortable clothing. Clothes are restrictive, ones you feel like you can't breathe in, and by the end of the day, they're all wrinkled too. Ministry of Supply is putting an end to all of this. They make performance clothes for the modern-day workplace. Launched by MIT engineers, Ministry of Supply combines human-centric research, performance technology, and tailored design to create wear-to-work clothes for men and women, like dress shirts, blouses, and pants. Their garments work with your body to provide maximum comfort while still giving you great features like temperature control, wrinkle resistance, and extreme stretch to give you a sharp professional look all day long. Ministry of Supply's Future Forward Dress Shirt has NASA-invented fibers that regulate body temperature based on your surroundings. Now, I've been, as you know, Federico, I've been wearing the Ministry of Supply socks, and I am mm-hmm. obsessed with these things because... Not only are they amazing socks, but they are also made of coffee fibers. <laughs> now, oh, wow. I don't know if this gives me any particular kind of caffeine boost in the morning. I think, <laughs> I, I'm, um, not, I'm not sure, man. That's how it works. Yeah. I don't think that's the, the, the approved Italian method for consuming no. your coffee. Usually uh, from the top end. <laughs> <laughs> Usually put the coffee in the other end. But, yeah. you know, uh, there's obviously a lot of waste goes on with the coffee industry as well. So they found a way to um, bring together coffee fibers to put them into your socks and these coffee fibers wick away sweat absorb odor and they provide extreme cushion with more padding than gym socks and i can personally attest that those are awesome so ministry of supply offers free shipping free returns and a hundred day no questions asked return policy to find out more and get 15 percent off your first purchase go to ministryofsupply.com canvas or you can visit any of their nine retail stores in locations including San Francisco, Atlanta, and Chicago, and mention this show to also claim your 15% off. Thanks to Ministry of Supply for supporting Canvas and all of Relay FM. So let's talk about a few apps that you can use to create mind maps on iOS. And Absolutely. I think the starting point for anyone who's interested in mind mapping should be MindNode. MindNode is, of the apps that I want to highlight today, MindNode is the, I would say, the one with the best design. So it's the most visually appealing app. Uh, It's very polished, it's fast, it uses iCloud. Uh, There's really no initial setup that you need to do. It's very intuitive and it's meant to scale from novice users to power users because there's Mm -hmm. actually a lot of features that you you can unlock in this app. Um, And what makes it the best choice for everyone, I think, it's this combination of a really polished design that... uh, uses colors to uh, separate each topic on the map. It's got this self-expanding canvas that, you know, because it's a screen, you can go, you know, you can go as big as you want. There's no there's no limitation like a, as in a piece of paper or a notebook. And yeah. when you launch MindNode, so if you choose to use iCloud Drive, uh, the app opens to this grid of documents. And already here, you can see a preview of all your mind maps as thumbnails, and these are actually real thumbnails. So you can preview a tiny version of the map from the main document view. And that's helpful if you want to get back into a document and maybe you remember its color scheme or you remember its background. It's easy to yeah. spot. And when you, one of the best features of this app is that uh, this is actually an iCloud API, and I haven't seen many other developers uh, support this, but MindNode uh, can... Uh, allow you to 
load previous versions of a map, sort of like the versions feature mm -hmm. on macOS, and this okay. is on iOS, and it uses uh, a lesser-known iCloud Drive API. Uh, so if you tap and hold on a document, on a mind map in the main screen, uh, you can access all of these mm, other options that include you know, duplicate, rename, and browse versions, which I always found convenient, especially when fiddling around with themes and you know multiple versions of a map uh, that's useful. So on the main map, uh, all the basic principles that Fraser mentioned are true here. You can start from a central idea. Uh, there's support for images that you can paste or you can insert from a menu into a topic, as well as stickers, which are kind of like glorified custom emoji in the app. Uh, and they're really meant to visually uh, and very strongly highlight some topics or branches of a map. Um, there's a, another feature that makes MindNode unique is the fact that it actually includes an outline built in. So you can develop your map, you know, as you would expect from a mind mapping app. You can start from an idea, add topics, and then you can go into sub nodes. Uh, you can make children nodes, you know, uh, you can visually organize the complete hierarchy of your map and there's keyboard shortcuts on the iPad there's drag and drop so you can rearrange all your topics with multi-touch it's all the basic features are there but then if you want to get some help from a different visualization you can open the outliner which is a sidebar that turns the 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 you know the self-expanding map into a more traditional outliner with indentation and with search and there's because each topic in in the mind map can also be intended as a task that you need to complete you can open the outliner and you can say show me only the uh, tasks that are not complete so you can sort of get this different view and also uh kind of make it like a task manager if you're that kind of person that likes to visualize your tasks on a on a map and mm -hmm. even you know the outliner even if you have a big map like when i do my uh, app reviews for example and there's multiple topics and you know there's lots of indentation it's easier to scroll through uh because it's sort of like a list and you can search you can close items you can collapse them it's really well done um I think MindNode really, uh, if you if you want to get into the whole mind mapping business, is the base, best place to start. Uh, the design looks great. iCloud Drive Sync is solid and it's got versions. You can play around for hours with themes and the background colors. You can customize the default style of each item. You can choose fonts. You can tweak the appearance of the lines and the and the boxes surrounding topics. You can change everything you want, but it doesn't feel complex. It it's it's a very pleasant to see and pleasant to use app. And also, if when you're done with the mind map, you can export it and you get to choose from a variety of formats, including text bundle. And what makes text bundle special is that it's um, it's one of those new standards for inter-app communication on iOS and macOS. And basically it lets you move files to text editors, like Ulysses, for example. Okay. And in addition to moving the text, you also move the referenced images. So if you create a mind map and the mm -hmm. mind map contains photos or screenshots, um, if you send it 
as a text bundle uh, or text pack is also another name for the same format. Uh, to Ulysses, you're going to end up with a markdown document that respects the hierarchy of the map. And in addition to the text, so you're going to have markdown head headings and all that, you're also going to have inline images because the text bundle oh, format nice. can, uh, you know, basically sends a compressed archive of text and reference files. And Ulysses has support for, you know, in its custom uh, syntax, it supports inline attachments. So you basically you can create a blog post in mind map, visualize it as a map, and then send it over to Ulysses and continue editing there. And of course, you're probably going to want to upload your images somewhere. But even the fact that you have local re references and previews in the document is pretty handy. So that's uh, very cool. It's very cool. It's a very it's a very nice app, and you know it's easy to use. But also, if you're a power user, there's tons to unlock. And I know they're working on a major new version for, uh, I guess, sometime this year, hopefully. Uh, and I'm really really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, it's very cool. We we've certainly used MindNode uh, quite a few times in school for some things, and I've always been impressed with how it kind of progressively sort of shows you what it's possible to do. You know, like you yeah. said, it, you can start with a very basic outline and you can just add stuff using a button and, you know, type something in. But as you sort of get more into it and you sort of think, well, it would be cool if I could do this, there's a way to do that. And then you think, oh, well, would it be cool if I could do this? And there's a way to do that. And it's, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Ulysses itself in that way. Like Ulysses seems quite simple and you can just type some stuff, but it sort of leads you into learning more about the app as well. And it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Now, am I right? Am I right that MindNode has got an Apple Watch app as well? I think so. I think <laughs> so. I don't know what you do with that, but I saw, uh, I saw that on the research when we were doing it. I never installed it on my watch, honestly. Um, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of these apps that... Uh, Yes, can technically be done on the watch, but really, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think I want to have a mind map on my wrist. Uh, that's not what I signed up for when Talk I started running doing out of space. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like drawing a mind map on a postage stamp, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine that? You scroll with, with a crown on the watch. Uh, the app that I use every summer to put together the mind maps for my iOS reviews is iThoughts. And iThoughts is really... From a feature standpoint, it's really similar to MindNode, but I would say it's got a worse design. And not mm. that it doesn't, not that it's an ugly app or that it doesn't work, but it's not as polished or as intuitive. It doesn't have the delightful little touches that MindNode has. So why do I use this? Uh, to an extent, I don't know. I cannot quite pin it down. There's something about the way that iThoughts deals with the keyboard or the way that it deals with selecting multiple items and dropping them somewhere, or maybe the way that it exports to Markdown while preserving the structure that I like. There's a there's not a single reason why I prefer iThoughts. It's more of a collection of tiny, tiny differences that overall mm -hmm. make it more customizable, maybe geekier. I don't know, but I, I set it up the way that I like it three years ago, and they never disappointed. And well, there's a lot to be said for you know momentum and familiarity with with software. As yeah, well. I guess. And also, but on the opposite of that, there's also the fact that the developer of, of iThoughts every summer is the first one to send me a beta of iThoughts with the new iOS features. So there is familiarity, but there's also the the fact that as soon as I start working on my iOS reviews, 
I have a great example of the features that developers will be able to use in the mind map itself, which I'm using to research iOS. So in a way, the mind map in iThoughts is researching itself, um, which is kind of meta when you think about it. Uh, but I think it's a matter of familiarity and the insane amount of settings that you can change. Uh, I don't use them all, but still. Uh, from a you know, practical point of view, it, iThoughts works really the same way as MindNote. You start from a central point, uh, you add all of your uh, topics and subtopics, and you can change themes. And I've, I've always preferred how uh, easy it is to apply a single style to the entire map and to the same to the nodes on the same level. So mm -hmm. in my review, for example, this year, uh, what I did in the map is I wanted to use San Francisco as a font. Um, so after installing San Francisco on my iOS devices, um, because he, you know there's no native font picker menu that lets you say, I want to use San Francisco heavy or bold. The system usually takes care of that on its own. And I wanted to manually override the system. So I installed San Francisco as a custom font with all the weights that I wanted to use. And in iThoughts, I used San Francisco heavy for the central idea. And then I went into the, the first level of items and I created all the chapters of my review. Then I selected a single one of them and I chose a specific size and San Francisco style. And what I did was I chose a setting that says apply the style to all nodes on the same level. So from that point on, every time I started a chapter, it sort of inherited the style from the previous chapters, which is very convenient when you start working on these long documents. Um, and the other thing that I like about uh, iThoughts is how it deals with links and images. You can, uh, if you have copied an, uh, a web page, for example, from Safari, the link to your clipboard or a screenshot from photos to your clipboard, you can select a node in iThoughts and you hit paste and you're either going to get a thumbnail preview of the photo or a tiny globe icon that means you can open the link. If you open the link, there's a built-in browser, but if you tap on the on the thumbnail for the image, uh, with a single tap, you get this uh, custom preview that opens in full screen. And from there, you can share the image with extensions. So this, this is quite convenient because I can take a screenshot quickly, add it to my map, and then later, if I want to maybe upload it to my server or save it somewhere else. Um, there's also good exporting options here. Uh, you can do Markdown, you can do Text Bundle. And actually, I think uh, Text Bundle in iThoughts works better for my taste than it does in uh, MindNode because it uses the kind of Markdown indentation in terms of headings and you know the way that it deals with text than it does in, in MindNode. Uh, so in, in iThoughts, the first level is an H2 header and all text contained within the within the item is a basically plain text. There's no style applied, which is what I want. Um, basically, iThoughts is the uh, less visually attractive version of MindNode, but with more options for those who like to customize everything. That's the best way that I can describe it. And if you're on the beta uh, track, the developers is usually super fast to support new iOS features. And the app has been 
supported for years on iOS. And the uh, I think his name is Craig Scott. is constantly adding new stuff. For example, in the past few months, he brought a way to mark uh, certain nodes as a besides tasks, which was already available before. But you can now add um, things like uh, the effort that you think is going to be required to complete a certain item or maybe you can even add a cost value. So if you're, for example, planning out a budget uh, on a mind map, there's some people that do that. Uh, you, can, uh, you can attach a cost value to each item and then you can you can see all this sort of financial information on the map. It's very cool. I don't oh. need it, I don't use it, but it's very cool. I thought this is definitely one of the kind of the great survivors of an iOS app. I mean, I remember we were using iThoughts in school back in 2011, maybe oh, 2012, yeah. something oh, like yeah. that, you know. Um, and it was one of the kind of early, like, serious applications from a third party, you know, beyond when the first iPad came out with Pages and Keynote and Numbers. iThoughts was kind of like one of those apps that went along with that. Everyone in education was always like, well, Pages and Keynote and iThoughts and iMovie and something else, you know. So it's, it's good to see it, you know, surviving and uh, thriving as well and also... Uh, just you know, getting those new features—that's always important. And while I really liked what you said there, Federico, was that like you're not getting stuff trapped inside it. You know, people can be a wee bit kind of nervous about these sort of apps. If you put things in, like your screenshots or whatever, you can still get your screenshot back out. It's like a place yeah. you can store it, but it's not locked away in that sense. And I'm always a wee bit nervous about some apps where you can put stuff in, but you can't ever get a part of it back out. You know, uh, but it's good to see that that's that's possible in iThoughts too. Yeah. Uh, there's two more apps that I want to cover, and I don't use cool. these apps as as my uh, my main mind mapping solutions. But I I appreciate the 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 direction that they've taken. The first one is MindMeister. Um, I'm probably saying it wrong because I think it's a German word, and you know, um, mm, it's M E I S T E R, isn't it? M E I S T R. Meister. Yeah. Meister. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's primarily a <laughs> I'm web. I'm not any better than you on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving up. I won't be. I won't be able to say <laughs> right anyway. Yeah. Um. So, uh, this is primarily a web service. Uh, it's a web app. It's got an API. Uh, it lets you collaborate with other people. And the standout feature really is real-time collaboration on the mind map. Um, okay. You can share the mind map with others. You can have multiple users making changes to the same map. Uh, and then you can publish the map somewhere else or you can you know, just keep it with your team. Um, it's very visually impressive, the way that it uh, allows you to add colors, highlights, uh, emoji, icons to each topic. Um, and the fact that you can access the maps from the web and from an iPhone or an iPad is kind of impressive. It's a whole suite of products. And because of that, uh, it's a free service with an optional pro subscription. If you buy the pro subscription, you're gonna have access to unlimited maps, you can add images and photos to topics, and you can even, I think, you get more export formats, and you can also convert a mind map to slides. Um, so, MindMeister, uh, this is so difficult for some reason. I think German is a very difficult language for me. Um, mm. I'm not pre prepared for that. I'm sorry, German listeners. Um, I think this is more uh, geared towards people on a team 
And if those multiple users happen to all be fans of mind mapping, and you know, if they have a need for a shared map to visualize big topics or maybe big team strategies on a map, I think this is perfect. The, rather than having to kind of send a mind map back and forth between multiple people, like ex export a mind map from MindNode or iThoughts and share the file, it's much better to have this web service that you can use on a desktop web browser, you can use on, a, on an iPad, on a phone, and it even, you know, if you go to the web, you even have this history view uh, that's kind of like versions. Uh, you can see every okay. single change that happened to the map and you can have unlimited undo so you can go back in time, uh, especially when you have multiple people. If someone does something that you don't like, you can just revert the changes <laughs> back. Um, you can blame them. <laughs> you can blame them and go back. Yeah. So if you're, if, you're into, if you're into this kind of, you know, my lamping collaboration, you should check this out. And the final one that I want to talk about is uh, is an app that recently got an update that we talked about on Mac Stories. It's called MindScope, and MindScope reminds me of Scapel. Uh, it's one of the uh, Mac apps from Literature and Latte. You know the makers of Scrivener. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not a really popular app. Scapel. It's uh, it's this freeform um, sort of mind mapping app that combines plain text uh, mm -hmm. with a more visual approach. Basically, the idea here is uh, in both Scapel and MindScope, you have a blank canvas, you tap the screen or you click the screen on the Mac and you type some text. And then you click somewhere else and you type some other text. There's no... It's not a mind map in the traditional sense. It's more like a blank piece of paper and you're writing anywhere you want. Optionally, if you want to, you can connect items together with lines and arrows, you can draw boxes. Uh, but the idea is to give you this blank canvas and whenever, wherever you want, you type some text. The thing is, it this kind of works. It's kind of the next level mind map in that there doesn't have to be a central idea. It's more of a, okay. more of a sea of ideas. Uh, and what makes MindScope kind of interesting to me is that, um, unlike Scapel, it, it can go multiple levels deep into this sort of structure. So each text box, it can become a link. And if it's a link, it means it contains more text. It's got like this combination of a wiki style linking, mm. you know, cross-linking between multiple levels. So... If you want to dig into, for example, let's say that you write a sentence on the screen and the sentence has, is like a topic and the topic contains more ideas. So you can dig into that topic and the page opens with a, this kind of 3D animation that kind of flips open and it shows you another blank canvas. And then there's breadcrumbs at the top of the screen and you can navigate in the hierarchy of this page, this virtual page. And so... It's very different okay. to explain. It's very different from... Yeah, it sounds almost like pseudo three-dimensional sort of thing. Like yeah. you can go into one and you're in the uh, like, down and... It's like it's a, 2D, yeah. it's a 2D virtually infinite page, but it also kind of goes 3D because it, mm -hmm. there's multiple levels deep uh, okay. to this structure. And Interesting. I mean, this is not 
honestly, this is not for me because I appreciate some of the constraints of mind mapping apps. Uh, the fact that you need to start from the center, and I know you, you can you can type anywhere if you want, but really they're uh, aimed at letting you start from the center and develop your idea from there. So mind scope is a little too much for me. But mm-hmm. if you're an extremely visual person and if you like plain text, uh, this is a unique take on, on the category. So I, I would recommend it. I think it's free to download. So if you want to check it out, go grab it from it, the app It store. seems like a, a kind of mixture between a wiki and Outliner, yeah. a mind mapping tool, and Microsoft OneNote in that yes, sense. Kinda. You know, on OneNote, you can kind of play stuff all over um, a particular tab as well. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely put a link to the in the show notes to that review as well as well as to the app itself. So there you go, four, four good options. I think two uh, really stand out there. Federico, you know, Mind Node and yes. iThoughts are, you know, they have been the two kind of top outliners, or not outliners, but um, mind mapping tools on iOS for many many years now. I think iThoughts maybe slightly older than Mind Node, but. I, uh, MindNode, I think, came from the Mac to iOS. I'm yeah. not sh- absolutely certain yeah. about that, but I know MindNode has got a, a Mac app as well. Um, and then these other approaches, MindMeister for collaboration and uh, MindScope if you want to really uh, take it to the next level as well. Now, you mentioned kind of on the way through there, Federico, the idea that um, these uh, these tools can both import and export various uh, bits of information. And you talked about going to places like Ulysses through text bundle and so on. And we mentioned in the outlining show as well, the idea of being able to take an outline and turn it into a mind map. And we've sort of referred to that all the way through. And and the reason this kind of works is because mind mapping is, in principle, a hierarchical organization of information. You've got that center idea and then branches coming off it. And those are like your first level down in an outline. And then from each one of those items, you've got things coming out in lower and lower levels. So there is an interchange format called OPML, which stands for Outline Processor Markup Language, which is it's a, a file format that most uh, outliners can import and export between themselves. And many of these mind mapping tools can also import that as a way to get started. So if you have started with an outlining tool and you want to get into mind mapping, you can quite often export. I know for a fact that Omni Outliner supports this, and I'm sure others do as well. You can take your outline and drop it straight into a mind map and you can see your outline as a mind map and then you can start to customize or connect from there uh, and start to build up more of an outline as well. So that's another way you can get into this without having to start writing directly in a mind map. If you do have outlines, you can take it from there and you can uh, you can use your OPML export to get started with a uh, mind map as well. So this has been Canvas episode 40. We have closed the loop, if you like, on uh, mind mapping and outlining together. So the the show notes for this one are at relay.fm slash canvas slash 40. And episode 35 was the episode about outlining as well. If you want to go back and maybe take a re-listen to that alongside the things we've been talking about today. You can connect with the show on Twitter. The show is underscore canvas FM. I'm Fraser Spears on Twitter. Federico is Vitici. And we'll talk to you all next time.